Dave Smith and the Dave Smith Show here at SB Nation Radio and SBNationRadio.com. 800-224-2004. Hit me up on Twitter at Dave Sports God. Producer Jack, do we have our guest on the line? Oh, this is, we always love having him on here. The, the great producer, the great speaker, the great NBA expert. Let's bring him on here. The great Bill Horenda. What's up, Bill? Thanks for joining us again. Hey, Dave, happy Father's Day to you and all your listeners you too. and all who fulfill. Thank you so much. All who fulfill uh, that fatherly role in the lives of, of young and old. And you know what, Dave? You're a big boxing guy, right? Yes. So you may appreciate this if you allow me to digress for a minute. Uh, we lost my dad way too soon. He passed away when I was 12, tragically. But one of the great lessons he taught me we were in a paddle boat, the two of us, in the middle of the lake at Hudson County Park, better known as James J. Braddock Park in North oh, Bergen, yes. New Jersey, our hometown. And he said to me, and we got stuck in the middle. Now, the water was probably three feet deep, but in the middle, at being probably seven years old, uh, I, I, I didn't know that, and I kind of lost my cool. And my dad said to me, he said, listen, you know, uh, things are not always going to go your way in life, and when you have some tough times, you, you have to keep your head, you know, you have to keep your wits about you. So isn't it funny, Dave, how these things stick with us? You know, and my father probably thought nothing. He probably thought that was a pithy comment, but it's it's one of the great lessons that uh, that he taught me. And I, I thought the Braddock connection uh, that you and your, your listeners would appreciate. Yeah, sorry I'm out of breath here, Bill. It's a long run to the bathroom. I, I, I spinned it there and spinned it back and came back to you a little late, so my apologies here. I, I don't run as fast as I used to. <laughs> Dave, no worries. You know, listen, what's really important is what, like when we used to run suicide in St. Peter's Prep yes. in Mass Mall, you know, you have to cheat a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's <laughs> yeah, kidding course. who? You know what I mean? Did I touch every line? And when I get together with my ex-teammates, of course, it, the default is Connie Hawkins. The older we get, the better we were. And I'm much more well-preserved. Those guys were hitting every line of the suicide. They're struggling now. I'm like a, like a spring baby. You know, it's funny. You mentioned uh, James J. Braddock, the, the Cinderella man, the former heavyweight champion of the world from New Jersey, and they, they dedicated that park. And I think, I think they put a statue of a plaque or up, uh, up of him as well. And I know the great Jerry Cooney told me he was there uh, for, for the dedication and made a little speech that day. Yeah, and you know what, Dave, that is literally, uh, you know, five, ten blocks from where I grew up. And Mr. Braddock grew up on, seven. well, he grew up, he was living on 79th Street, uh, probably between 1st and 2nd Avenue. I lived off of 79th and 5th Avenue. And all I remembered as a little kid was that name just carried so much reverence and respect. And it really went over my head. I didn't know why. Uh, a good friend of mine, a sports writer back in New Jersey, Jim Haig, wrote a book on uh, Braddock. Uh, not the book that was made into the movie, but nonetheless, he commanded a tremendous respect. And only as an adult did I learn more about his life and, and what a legend uh, he was. And also, Dave, my parents once bought a car that was ordered by James J. Braddock, wow. but I believe that he wanted a four-door, it was a two-door, and my parents scooped it up. So how about that for wow. being a really small, small world? 
What a great story. When your battery goes dead, everything could come to a stop. Don't take a chance on getting stranded. O'Reilly Auto Parts will, will fix your battery free of charge. If your battery needs to be replaced, O'Reilly Auto Parts can help you find the exact battery that fits your car or truck at a guaranteed low price. Keep your car on the road by getting your battery tested for free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts. Better prices every day, and of course, on the Progressive Insurance guest line right now. And with get your home insurance with Progressive's new home quote explorers, the great Bill Horrenda. Yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> Brad, when you when you watch Cinderella Man, it was a true story that uh, he he was a light heavyweight contender, fought for the championship and lost. Then he lost all his money in a bad venture in a taxi cab country uh, company that he started. Then he winds up uh, out of boxing with a broken hand, and he goes on public assistance. He went on welfare for a couple of years. And when he made his comeback and started winning again, he actually took all the money he made on welfare back to the state and gave it back to him and said, I didn't earn this, which is a, a sign of character with him. And, you know, I also, you remember Max Baird Jr. from the Beverly Hillbillies, Bill Horrenda? Yes, yes. Ma- Max's son. He, I had him on the show. He sued uh, Ronnie Howard, and he sued the producers of Cinderella Man for his, the portrayal of his father. And if you saw the movie, Bill, they made Max Baer out to be some uh, guy who bragged about killing two men in the ring and, and some guy who made fun of Braddock's wife and some kind of mean guy when just the absolute opposite was true of him. He was a fun-loving guy and the Muhammad Ali of his day, and his son sued everybody involved with that picture. It's amazing, Dave. And, you know, my grandfather... Bad Bill Bergen was his nickname, and he was a semi-pro baseball and basketball player. And the the nickname was ironic because he was a gentleman off the floor and and off the baseball diamond, but he was a great competitor and a great player. He actually went into the Brooklyn Old Timers Hall of Fame along with Willis Reed in the early 70s. But Dave, he took my brother, Greg, who's now currently the head basketball coach at FDU, he took him to a boxing match at St. Peter's Prep in the gym. And somebody recognized my grandfather outside the gym and escorted him to a ringside seat without my grandfather buying tickets. When my grandfather graciously accepted, after they were seated, my grandfather gave my brother a couple of bucks. And he said, listen, go outside, and I want you to give this to somebody who you could tell is kind of struggling to get in tonight. Give them this so they can buy two tickets. Now, I raised that story because of the one you told about Braddock giving the money back to the city. I mean, these men were giants, were legends. You know what I mean? Just the, the character uh, that they had. And, and ironically, uh, my grandfather and my great-uncle Tony Calandriello, they played basketball and, and uh, baseball together, semi-pro. They played uh, with Ruth and Gehrig. And ironically, wow. uh, years later, my mother-in-law lunched with Ruth and – my wife, Mary Ellen, her Ruth? brother. Wow. It, we, her, yeah, so her mother lunched with Babe Ruth, and now her mom, who we lost uh, too soon, she uh, is Mary Ellen's mother, and the bro- one of the brothers, Ken O'Brien, who was the quarterback for the New York Jets back in the uh, 80s. Uh, so it just goes to show you how, how wow. small a world it is hey, in sports and athletics. Hey, Bill, we haven't even gotten into the NBA yet. Can you hold on here? <laughs> That's why we had you on. We haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> My pleasure, Dave. I, I'm all jazzed up tonight. I'm all over the place. All right, he's back for another segment, the great Bill Hernandez. This is the Dave Smith Show on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Dave Smith. 
Back out to the Progressive Insurance guest line. Progressive, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Get your code at Progressive.com today. Here he is, the great actor, the great NBA expert and speaker, Bill Horenda. Bill, thanks for hanging on with us and uh, doing another segment. Uh, of course, Dave. This time, I just tweeted, we're going to go right to the NBA. <laughs> we went down memory lane. I appreciate your patience and that of your audience. Yeah, and by the way, I spoke with a guy who, who's in production in Hollywood on television and, uh, and movies, and he said you're very, very difficult on the set, very demanding. You want, all, you want your own trailer or you want your own food. It's, it's, you're almost impossible to work with. This is true, Dave. I, I made it. I've always been that way. How many shots did I get up at UMass Lowell? I needed the ball. It was very needy, very needy. It's, it's still true today. So are we going to have basketball on the 31st? A week or so ago, it looked like uh, for sure, despite the fact that Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard were talking about not playing. I think the vast majority of players, including LeBron, want to play, and they said we'll have, an absolute, we'll have a better platform for social justice and things like that if we are playing and we're all making money. Um, but now there's uh, you know, a little bit of a, a coronavirus spread in Florida and some, some other states right now that are higher than normal. So are we going to be playing in Orlando on the 31st? You know, Dave, that's a great question. And, you know, you always have to defer to the infectious, infectious disease docs, the epidemiologists. And, you know, Mark Cuban uh, spoke with ESPN, and he was confident they could pull it off. And I, I hear you with the rising number of cases there. So can you, uh, in that milieu, bring in people that have been tested and fed, you know, the whole bit, and get this thing done. I mean, there's great financial pressure, right? It's been widely reported it could be a loss of $1.2 billion in salary, $2 billion in revenue. We know the decrease in the cap, potentially, if that happens. The owners could rip up the CBA if there's not a season, and it could be a lockout. But again, it really safety here in health is paramount. So hopefully we'll have safe basketball to, uh, to check out. But again, it seems to be a fluid situation, and and we'll just have to see. I mean, they're going to report this week and get back in the gym gradually. Uh, I sure hope so. But, again, Dave, I just hope they can do it in a safe way. I think the good news, Bill, is, uh, you know, obviously they're doing a lot more testing now. So if you're doing testing, you're going to have more positives. So, so, uh, but, but the hospitalizations and the deaths are down all over the country, which is a good thing. And I think if you're a young, strong guy, the statistics say that's like less than half of 1% that it could be fatal. So, I, I just think we're going to get through this, and we're going to have basketball. Yeah, you know, I would think so. My, my, my gut is that we will. Uh, and, and also, you know, I'm not sure how many of the top 20 are not going to be there, Dave, so we probably will have a, a, an excellent product. And, and I'll add the caveat that uh, we'll have – it looks like we'll have most of the best players in the world. Now, we, no one knows – how this is going to shake out, how teams are going to respond. Uh, and that'll be fascinating to watch. So uh, I sure hope so. And uh, listen, for all of us that are connected to the game, if you're connected for the right reasons, you love it and you want to play, you want to coach, you want to report on it. Uh, and, and we just hope that, uh, that we can do that with players uh, and everyone around the game uh, that are you know that are in the bubble remaining safe. Yeah, what about the college basketball season? You know that that's a long way off. October, November. Hopefully, we have uh, uh, we're back to normal. Have some normalcy at that point. But if there's still concerns, then Bill, uh, you can't get every college team together in one bubble like Orlando. I, what do you, do you take each individual conference and, and 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 hunker down into a bubble in one location and play games? Uh, how would they do that? 
Yeah, I, I think there what they're trying to do is, you know, have these games that you're, you know, a lot of them, Dave, that you're bussing them. Now, particularly uh, with some of the mid-major conferences, I mentioned my brother back at FDU in the Northeast Conference. Now, the majority of that conference, uh, you know, is by bus, right? Maybe with the exception of St. Francis, PA. Robert Morris just went to the horizon. Now, the question, therefore, becomes, you know, how about the guarantee games and the money games? So those where you are going to travel maybe regionally for the paydays, uh, or across the country, that's where it gets a little dicey. And as you know, a lot of these uh, schools and conferences are, are w- within them are dependent upon not only the NCAA money in March, but also the money, the guarantee money. But a large part of that comes through uh, attendance. So how much can the major uh, teams promise in their guarantees? So you're right, there's a lot between now and then, and I, I think – you know, they're, they're planning accordingly. They're planning as if they're going to have a season, and hopefully they will. Now, what, what the crowds will be like, I think it's, it's still too early to speculate, but uh, certainly, you know, the coaches and players are going to prepare uh, for the season, and, and hopefully we'll have it in its entirety. Well, Bill, I know you grew, you grew up a Knicks fan growing up back there in New Jersey and uh, saw some, some of the glory days. Uh, the last two championships, though, they won were in 70 and 73. Some good years under Pat Riley as well. But since then, it's been pretty much of a disaster, especially since uh, James Dolan has taken over the franchise. Uh, if the Knicks do wind up with that number one pick in the lottery, which way do you think they go? You have Anthony Edwards, you have LaMelo Ball, you have James Wiseman, uh, you have Obi Tobin from Dayton. Uh, which way would you like to see the Knicks go with that first pick? I like the kid from Dayton, Dave, a lot. He just seems to have the, the, the positional size and versatility that so many uh, throughout the league, uh, you, you know, cherish and value. Uh, so, listen, you know how it goes. Talent evaluation is so tough. Uh, it's so difficult. But, you know, if you get into that scenario, uh, certainly, you know, you're drafting uh, on talent, Okay. And you're expecting that if it's, you know, one to three, it's going to be an all-star. Four to 14 will be a starter. 15 to 27 rotation. 27 to 60 will be a French player. But we know that it's rife with, uh, with faux pas, and the Knicks can't afford those. Uh, you know, do they trade the pick if they were that high? That's something that I think you have to consider. But also, you know, I love Anthony Edwards. Uh, so there's talent there for them. Uh, and you can only hope that they get their act together. And you're hearing about, you know, what they're going to do with the coaching situation, whether Mike Woodson is in the mix or Tom Thibodeau, or they stick with Miller. I, I don't know. But uh, there's a lot there to start to get right, as we know. And I, I think it's the league's great without uh, the Knicks being relevant. But it, it just pains me that it's been so long uh, that they haven't been. And, and I think the league can just be extra special uh, you know, I'll say when. I won't say if. I'll say when the Knicks get it together. We might not be alive when that happens, though, Bill. That's the problem. <laughs> this is true. Hope springs eternal, Dave. But I, I know that would be uh, that would be that would be awful. But uh, you know, I, I've tweeted this frequently, though. You know, basketball ain't, ain't that easy, but it ain't that hard. And Rome wasn't built in a day, and uh, you know. But it got built. So hopefully, you know, they've got new management in there on the basketball upside. Maybe Dolan will stay out of the way. Uh, hopefully they will 
get it right. Because I think it's, it's, it's times like these that, you know, you have to realize, listen, you know, it's just not, it's not that hard. I mean, you know, again, it's trades, free agency, the draft, skill development, four ways to get better. Come on now. It's, it's not, you know, I hate obfuscation, Dave, as you know. Taking the simple and making it complex. When you're really bad and you're struggling, I think you got to get back to your roots and just focus on each day, each hour, each practice, and getting better and get it done. Bill Horenda joining Dave Smith here at Dave Smith Nation Radio on SmithNationRadio.com. You know what I always preach, and I've been doing this for years, Bill, is I don't care what your needs are. I don't care where you're stacked at certain positions. I don't care. Take the best player on the board when you're drafting. Never, ever, ever draft for need. Because when you draft for need and you say, we need a center, we need a center, you're blinded. You take Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. You take Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. I don't, I don't care. What, what, what do we need Jordan for? We already have Clyde Drexler. Why, you don't think they could have played together? You've got to go for the best player on the board, Bill. Never, ever draft for need. Dave, you're, you're, you're so right. I could not have said it better myself. And see, you are a visionary and you have the, the feel for the game that, you know, it's positionless. And, you know, if you had to break it down, I mean, what do we really have here, right? I mean, we've got guards, wings, and, and four, and, and big guys, and bigs, right? You know what I mean? So many of the guards nowadays are, are scoring threats, even if they're primarily point guards. Uh, and listen, the trend now, you're going to play two point guards together, like Fran Fraschilla says, a great analogy. It's like having two co-pilots. And, and you're absolutely right. You always have to draft uh, on talent. Uh, and, and even to a degree, free agency, you're going to go for talent. You have a little bit more leeway there to go for need, because I think there, at least the free agency market, you know what you're getting. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you've seen, you've, the players have demonstrated what they bring to the table. So free agency can kind of lean a little bit more towards me. But, but you're right, Dave. Talent is paramount. And what does it boil down to? Uh, accountability and chemistry, right? And you go all the way back to UB Brown as an assistant with the Milwaukee Bucks and Oscar Robertson and having, you know, the big question, what's the biggest transition uh, in the league for players? It's knowing when to pass and when to shoot. And, and I have this, this maxim, the NBA adjustment para, paradox. Can your decision-making match the speed of the league while your game slows down? Because Gordy Chiesa says it, you know, offensively, people tend to go a little bit too fast, defensively a little bit too slow. That's where young players get in trouble. But you're absolutely right. It's, it's a talent-driven league. There's, you need that. To, to win and to be successful. Well, you know what, you know what, Bill. Well, I was in a conversation the other day, and um, you know, the, if the Warriors get the first pick, and the conventional wisdom, well, they're going to take James Wiseman, the seven-two talented kid from Memphis, because they have a weakness at the center position, and well, they can't take uh, Lamelo Ball because they already have Steph and Clay. But I said, hey, you know what, <laughs> take Wiseman if you think he's the best player. If you think Lamelo's the best player, take him anyway. I don't care that they already have Steph and Clay. Work it out. Maybe the three of them can play together. Right, and they they get it, Dave. To the Warriors, I mean, I've seen you know their people out and about, uh, and that job, you know, the general manager and scouting the basketball ops people that are responsible for talent evaluation. I mean, I've seen Larry Harris at arenas that are somewhat under the radar. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like they work it, you know, just like the Celtics and Danny Ainge and that crew. They really get after it, and I think that. You know, from that perspective, 
you're right. May West, too much of something is wonderful, or whatever that expression was. And I tend to agree with that, that from the standpoint that uh, you're right. These people can play together. You can find different niches as opposed to, you know, the old school yeah. mantra of drafting, you know, for, uh, uh, you know, for, for just posi- drafting on position. Well, you know, Bill. Or need. That's right. 1984, Bobby Knight coached Michael Jordan on the Olympic team. And, you know, Bobby Knight doesn't throw out compliments too often. He's very reserved. He said Michael Jordan's head and shoulders better than anybody who's ever played this game. And he hadn't even been an NBA player yet. You know, his best friend was Stu Inman back then, who was the general manager of the Trailblazers. And he called Bobby and said, tell me about Jordan. And Bobby said, he's the greatest player I've ever seen. He said, yeah, but Bobby, we need a center. We're going to take Sam Bowie. And he said, I'm telling you, take Jordan. He said, but Bobby, we need a center. And Bobby said, all right, then play him at center. <laughs> There's your answer, <laughs> Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, Dave, I think that that speaks to the mentality of that era. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, that was, uh, you know, I guess, you know, kind of a, to, to cut in and some slack. Uh, that was kind of the, the deal to, to go that way. And now I think we know better. Uh, so it, it is, there's something to be said for uh, gaining as much information as you can, talking to the people that you trust, and, you know, kind of going the unconventional route, which that would have been, I guess, at that, at that time. So uh, it, it, that's what makes the game beautiful. You just never know. And, uh, of course, Jordan turned out to be just absolutely phenomenal. There have been flops, uh, and we, we know how that goes as well. Uh, but you can only hope that uh, that you can get the right guys with the right talent, the right mentality, the right heart uh, into your program and get the best out of them and, 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 and out of your franchise as well. Uh, just, and you look at the trailblazer. Bill, we've got about a minute left here. It's amazing they've had as much success as they've had. They passed on Jordan in the 84 draft. They passed on Larry Bird. Uh, well, they had the first pick in the draft and passed on him when he went sixth in 1979. They had Moses Malone from the ABA dispersal draft and traded him away in training camp when he was 21 and he'd never played a game for them. Uh, and then the Kevin Durant thing they could have had. They traded away Drossen Petrovic and Jermaine O'Neal when they were 20, you know, 21, 22 years old. They became all-stars. I don't think anybody's got a worse record of player personnel than they do. Right. And you know what, Dave? Listen, it's, you know, again, you're talking about guys that get out old shade driving through snow to see, uh, to see McCollum at Lehigh and Damian Lillard, you know, out of Weber State, the Big Sky Conference. And again, they think they've got a gem in Simons. So give them credit. You're right. They've had big misses, but Zach Collins, another good draft pick, but they've also had really good success. Uh, particularly of late. What a great city. They love their basketball up there as well. Boy, Bill, the time always flies when we're together, doesn't it? It's unbelievable. We're already out of time. It's tremendous, Dave. I almost feel like we're we're in the whiteboard uh, in the war room preparing for uh, the draft and free agency for a franchise. Uh, Nobody listens to me. It's an NBA championship for sure if they would just listen to me on personnel, Bill Horenda. All right, thanks for coming on. Hopefully we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds great, Dave. My, my, all the best. My pleasure. Thank you. There he goes, Bill Horrenda with Dave Smith and the Dave Smith Show here at SB Nation.